Hello, and welcome to the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast with me, your host, Doug Burton. I'm an artist and educator in the creative arts. Each episode will be a short conversation with a participating artist considering their work, intentions for the show, and anything that emerges in between. The Wonderland Exhibition will take place from the 1st of July to the 5th of August 2023 at the Tremonier Sculpture Gardens in Cornwall. The exhibition shows new sculptures from the Southwest about landscape and walking from members of the Royal Society of Sculptors, with assistance from Penzance-based writer Martin Holman. Hi, Alistair Lambert. It's really nice to meet with you. And um, I was uh, hoping that we could have a discussion about your initial thoughts on Tremonier and see where it goes in terms of your creative process. And that sounds yeah. like a good idea. Great. So um, just to start with then, what were your um, thoughts when you visited Tremonier? I think we went down there at the same time. And what yes. did you feel? I was really impressed. I don't know why, but I wasn't expecting... Uh, anything quite as impressive, I must admit. I, I often find that sculpture gardens can be a bit disappointing. And uh, I was really pleased that it was a real garden with amazing, amazing environment of plants and the geography of it and the quality of the work. Um, I was really struck, I must say. I thought it was an extraordinary spot. And the light down there and the view across the bay, I mean, it was great. And the, uh, is it Neil, the host? Yeah, Neil Armstrong, yeah. Neil is, was such a gent and, you know, so sincere in his talking about the way it all came together and his interest in the work and him showing us the various pieces and talking about them. It was really nice. It felt like a a real treat and I still feel like it's going to be a real treat to do something down there. Uh, that's great. I felt the same way. I mean, um, what, what are you, what were your thoughts about what you might do, how you might respond? Um, are you thinking externally, internally? How, how do you think your work might respond to it? Uh, definitely externally. Although it's a nice gallery space for me, outside is always the, the, the place I want to, make stuff. I think it's because it can expand in different directions and uh, engage with the, the elements a bit. I don't know why that seems to be the direction I go. Basically, it's, it's the slope, isn't it? It's, the, it's uh, an open space, a sloping field, effectively, with a couple of pieces, one big piece, the temple, the, the wobbly temple yeah. at the top. Uh, and then just... I was really struck by that location as being just sort of dominated by the view across the bay and the exposure. I remember him talking about how the site has very high solar exposure and the, the land there that we're on tips up to just like be completely, you know, faced off against the sun. Uh, you've got a real feel of being out on the peninsula, you know. And um, so for me, I sort of came away thinking it's the slope of the ground and the horizon that that are my sort of 
points that I take as thinking uh, is something to do with those. And of St. Michael's Mount as this sort of great thing hovering in space in the distance. So, yeah, it's quite interesting, you know, being there, having one visit and then coming away and pondering it, you know, and trying to sort of uh, formulate a response without being there. So, you know, that's part of what I've been thinking about. Yeah, definitely. And and I'm interested where you talk about the the sort of the, the physical aspects of, of landscape, you know, slopes, horizons. Um obviously St. Michael's Mount is this this um structure that sits there for for mm-hmm. everyone in that area. It's such a sort of focal point. But um, uh, I, I'm interested in that. Well, how are those properties? Those properties of geography and place. Uh, how are you sort of thinking about that in terms of how your materials might interact with that? Was mm. well, I suppose I sort of keep trying to pull things back to uh, how they. Literally, for me at the moment, it's how's it going to stand on that ground? And um, so I should uh, explain a little bit about what I'm planning to do, probably. So I've been working with uh, slates, roof slates, recently, revisiting something I did a while ago. And uh, so... This is something I'm trying to do, which is to stick with something for a while. I'm a great one for doing something and then thinking you have to do something else. And I sort of get into the stage where I just say, just just stop doing that and just do the same thing again, but do it, do it again, do it differently and see what happens. Um, so I'm trying to use uh, a sort of system of making, which I've, I've developed, which is just notching roof slates and stacking them and standing them against each other. A bit like a house of cards, but you notch them so they can't slip against each other. Uh, and so I, they're like a sort of pack of cards and you literally build the thing. And I did it at Wells and it lent up against the cathedral. I've done it in various places. And part of the trick with it is that because it's repeated elements, you can configure it to fill and fit the space. So I've been trying to think about how that will work on that ground. And obviously, it's quite an exposed site, not just for the sun, but for the wind and the weather generally, and also the public, people uh, who, you know, might interact with it in unforeseen ways. Anyway, so so that's my sort of, those are my parameters, really. I've got this way of making that I'm trying to stick with. Uh, and so I'm thinking of it as something where it's temporary. The whole show is temporary, but I want my work to feel nomadic, that it has sort of arrived and that it could be packed up and or collapsed and taken away again or moved 
And I suppose then I can say to myself, ah, you see, that fits in with the, uh, the theme of the, the show, <laughs> which came about through the uh, Pilgrim Trail, didn't it? Passing through yeah. the Pilgrimage Trail, uh, which heads down to St. Michael's Mountain and passes through the garden. And that was something that Neil pointed out, which we latched on to to use to frame the title of the, of the exhibition. Anyway, yeah. So I'm carrying on, but no, no. I I think you. Well, I'm glad you touched on the title of the show, Wonderland, and um, yeah, there is that element of it that you've described about the pilgrimage route, and and uh, I'm sure with the other artists, you know, that might become um, of greater or lesser importance depending. But there was also an idea of wandering, you know, through sculpture the 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 mm. um it, it, you know you can take it one way you can also take it another while you were talking yeah. you mentioned nomadic and you meant you know we talked about the the geography the physical you know your process the temporal and mm. i wonder if that aspect of um what it means for you and the the visitor the viewer to experience your sculpture you know is is there that sense of moving around and through and and what the language of sculpture means to you in that way is is that something that that comes out yes. of this? Definitely, definitely, and I'm I'm hoping to use it to uh, create a space in itself. So I'd like it if uh, there is an enclosure that I can create an enclosure of some sort. As I said, it's a very exposed site, and so. My my thoughts about uh, the the theme were in looking at across the bay at St Michael's Mount that it's like a sort of mirage because uh, it literally sort of I can imagine in different weathers it must just sort of hover in space because the sea and the sky blend and you've got this symmetrical reflected piece of rock which is also incorporating the what was a castle I think wasn't it really um so uh, lots of things about that that fascinate me but so I was I quite like this idea that although uh, pilgrimage is about getting somewhere that actually these you know the destination is is always sort of out of reach and that we don't necessarily meet get to our destination we may be on a pilgrimage, but it's not actually the getting there that it's about. It's about the process of traveling and discovering and meeting and coming across things along the way. So I quite like the idea of it being uh, the type of space that you would pause in and pass through that maybe had a past use that would provide shelter from the rain, but that isn't your destination, but that actually, you know, you might spend time there and it becomes a place in itself. But to use the view out across the bay as something that it connects to. So I'm trying to think about how to frame a view of St. Michael's Mount and to use the shape, the that jagged profile of the mount in the piece itself. So there's some sort of echo or reflection. So with the slates, the the, as I was describing, there's this sort of brittle structure. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't 
go quite right, or it does go right, and parts of it get damaged, broken, parts of it collapse. So you get these fractured edges. The roof slates as they are are a manuf industrially manufactured rectangle, and I'm using them in a systematic way. But there's this nice element of chance which comes in when it slips. So it's like a sort of landslide or something, and you get these lovely natural fractures come through. So I'm trying to almost sort of set up some sort of situation almost in which this thing will be standing but partially collapsed, uh, sort of industrialized, a bit like Cornwall, you know, with an industrial sort of, no, no, this is what it's for, it's got a purpose, this is how you use them, and then a sort of falling back into randomness and nature and the jagged edge and a bit like the castle on the rocky mound, you know. So those are all ideas that sort of bubble away in my head. But the reality is I'm just playing with these slates and want to try and make them stand up in a field a bit like, I'm trying to think of it like erecting a tent in a storm. And I want to keep an element of, uh, you know, the intention and the reality as not necessarily being the same and sort of seeing what happens in the gap in between. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep a sort of element of it being alive. It's almost like a performance, the remnants of something, you know, that is a moment, something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, as as you're describing it, it also um, made me think: um, Is there a performative aspect to this? Is I mean, I'm not suggesting that you're going to be there for a month, um, uh, but but. Mm -hmm. That that sort of idea of something falling down, you know, building it back up, and then, yeah, the reference definitely to um, the Cornish landscape and and slate mining, um, uh, as many as well as many other types of like mining, yeah. and even thinking, you know, um, I've been reading a lot about Robert Smithson at the minute, and I've always been fascinated yeah. with that approach to land art, and um, are, there, are any of those things? Um, coming in as part of this or do you just imagine that you're set up and then see what happens at the end of the process well i'm planning to get down the week before the week of the the setup in order to have time to play really that's what i'm thinking and so i'm trying to uh resist working it out beyond the sort of mechanism so i was thinking oh i, I should set up a slope you know, I should work out the angle of the slope and set it up and sort of prototype it. And then I'm thinking, don't do that. Just keep making the bits, keep mucking around with them. So, you know, you've got, got some ways of joining them, ways of doing them. And then give yourself time to, to be on site without, you know, without too much pressure, with a week or so or more to go and allow the thing to emerge and yes, so to, to that extent, I mean, I'll be in a public space, people will be visiting, and I'll be there go scratching my head <laughs> trying to work out what I'm doing rather than turning up and placing a thing. Yeah. So I'm not really thinking of it. I've, I've been you know, trying not to think of, or I, said, I don't know. It's just, it just seems to be the way I do it. 
it's not so much a conscious decision to, that I will do it like this. I think I'm too distracted to, you know, make an object. It's, it's strange, you know, we sort of, that whole idea of, you know, well, people say to you, you know, oh, you're a sculptor, so, you know, what material do you work in? Well, I can now say, oh, I'm working in stone. And, <laughs> and it's like, oh, what a relief to be able to say that, and then people don't <laughs> run away. And then when I say, uh, uh, you know, then they, if they want to dig a little bit further, then it's like, well, it, you know, it's a roof slice. So it's partly that. It's partly sort of, as I was saying, it's sort of trying to see what happens with one material used in a specific way in different contexts. And I've used this approach using different materials in different contexts. I've always been very interested in gardens. I've always thought sculpture and gardens are very much part of each other. They're actually a really good garden. There's an element of, you know, that the, there's a sort of a segue between sculpture and landscape or, you know, the man-made landscape or manipulated landscape that is sculpture, like you're saying with Robert Smithson and so on, that just, you know, to me, that's, they're the, they're the best. They're, and um, things like the bricks, you know, the, the tape bricks, uh, which are a fragment of a piece of work, which was made to be the same stack of bricks reconfigured in different ways. And they've, they've sort of blown it by, or, you know, they, they took one bit of it and it completely sort of lost the thing. Anyway, why, I don't know. But uh, yes, so performance, I'd love to um, see if maybe it leads into some performance, but I suppose I'm, I'm trying to keep that open as a possibility. Yeah. yeah, I was just. I think the, no, 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 the, no, no. the the what the reality you've you've already described is actually you will be performing in some way, not through the show, but actually the installation itself. Um, yeah. But it's great to hear you talk about the relationship between um, uh, sculptures. Uh, we think of as strong structural material setting, you know, the architectural setting horizon. And at the same time as being reduced to rubble fragments, you know, yes. being susceptible to the elements. And and in I suppose in some ways you're tapping into uh, materials that are, um, you know, becoming man-made, becoming natural again. Um, and within, yes. as, you, as you mentioned, the garden environment, there is that sense of being within the seasons and we're, we're within the space um, there like that. So it's really interesting to get that sort of uh, uh, view on it from you. But um, mm. yeah, it's, it's going to be great to see how it all comes together. It is. And uh, I'm, as I said, I'm trying to not, uh, not panic not plan ahead too much. I'm trying to build the right amount of pressure. Uh, so I do quite, you know, we all have ways of making ends meet and mine is running workshops and projects often in schools, often with groups in public places and so on, where literally, you know, you've got a certain amount of time, a limited budget, and you turn up and it you make things happen and usually it's that pressure cooker that 
generates the interesting stuff. So I'm trying to bring that in and sort of connect those aspects of my work together a bit more. Uh, so not be an architect. You know, I'm from a family of architects. My work is quite architectural and I've been thinking, I've already talked about how it's a bit like a ruin or a building or something. And there is a definitely a sort of very architectural structural roof element to it, which I really like, but um, rather than sort of planning, obviously I've got a system for making and maybe that is me needing to have that sort of framework. And that's, yes, so that there's those things coming together. But um, to also just sort of see what, see what happens on site rather than anywhere else, you know, that it actually is a direct response rather than uh, the placing of something. But we'll see, won't we? It might not work. <laughs> well, that's 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 part of uh, the beauty of what you've been talking about um with me and uh yeah the 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 possibility of you know something holding up and falling down and and everything yeah. in between that so yeah i, I think it's great um so, so i'm being i'm being slightly disingenuous because i've decided i've got to use some stainless steel wire as well <laughs> i've got to sort of tether it down because otherwise the wind's going to come and it's just going to blow the thing away so um that's it yes the in that respect i think it's going to be pegged so i quite it's sort of going to be anchored let's put it that way that's quite nice isn't it it's <laughs> going to be sort of tethered to the hillside uh and hopefully it will survive maybe maybe it would be nice if it gradually gets sort of blown to bits or climbed on too because this is the other thing you know uh, there's no invigilation in terms of, you know, and I would hate it to have, you know, a fence around it or, you know, that to me is the sort of, ah, can't bear that when things are then have a rope around them and the sign saying, please do not touch. I just think, no, oh, that's a fail immediately. So that's something I've been thinking about actually is the idea of creating a sort of almost like a blast zone around it where there's slate in the grass uh, that you if you walk approach the work that you begin to it's sort of telling you oh hang on you're entering the zone here and you're cracking slates as you approach it so I might play with that idea of you know sort of creating this sort of space around it where you have to consciously get close to it and uh, that somehow it maybe emerges from those shards and bits and bobs. Isn't it funny? Because, you know, you talk about things and it's like, oh, you sort of conjure up these stories and images and things. But in the end, that isn't what sculpture is about for me. It, 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 and all of us, I'm, I'm sure, it's about the thing in the end. And we can talk and plan and have ideas and stories that we tell ourselves. But in the end, it's a thing. And we're all just putting things out there and seeing what happens. So it's going to be lovely seeing what everybody else has done. The, the Instagram feed's been really interesting. I think that's a great idea. And if we can get these podcasts off the ground, that'd be fun too. <laughs> 
Um, I said not everybody goes on like I do. <laughs> no, it's been great talking to you about all of this, Asda. And um, yeah, I think uh, we'll see. Uh, it won't be long now. It's only sort of six weeks or so. And yeah. um, and we'll, we'll see it then. But thank you very much for uh, talking about this all today. Lovely. Look forward to seeing you at Trevor here. Yeah, definitely. Cheers. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please click subscribe. You can learn more about the artists in this exhibition through social media, their websites, and online at the Royal Society of Sculptors.